This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with Kaboom and Lucky Charm. It's another great day for wellness. And this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pax, we have a fantastic show planned for you today. I'm not only surrounded by one high-impact man, but I got a couple on the podcast today that are really going to, in my opinion, just share just a lot of wealth of information and resources that's not only impacting their own uh, region, but I think it's going to have an impact nationally and now globally as F3 expands across this universe. And, uh, you know, we might be kind of getting into the realms of stuff we're trying. So those boys over there, uh, you guys might want to take a listen to this one as well and maybe have these high impact men on their podcast as well. Um, but in any case, uh, I have none other than Kaboom and Lucky Charm on the podcast today with me. Uh, welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you, gentlemen, uh, joining me today. And we're going to kind of dive into our topic uh, in a few minutes. But before we do that, I'd love for you guys just to kind of share a little bit about who you are, where you post and why you got the name that you got uh, as far as F3 goes. So I'm going to start with you, John, uh, or otherwise Lucky Charm, and you can kind of give us a little background about your story with F3. Okay. Uh, my name is John Yaden. I'm 54, uh, otherwise known as Lucky Charm in the gloom. Uh, got my name at the Armory in Fort Mill by Dark Helmet. Uh, I, when I posted on that day, I happened to be wearing none other than a Notre Dame uh, t-shirt, which most of you guys are familiar with. And so uh, I had a leprechaun on there, so they called me Lucky Charm. And that's how I got the, how I got that name. Uh, I post in, uh, I'm in Lake Wiley now. And um, I, I started in Fort Mill, I helped with the Rock Hill region, was there for a long time. And then when I moved over on this side of town, I started attending uh, probably two years ago or whatever it's been uh, with Lake Wiley. So that's, that would be me in a nutshell. I got it. And, and Pax, I can attest to this man loves his Irish football. Uh, it's very rare that you see him <laughs> without some kind of Irish gear on. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, part of his email address even states Irish football. So <laughs> he's a true diehard fan. So if anybody should be, you know, the lucky charm of F3, I think it's you. And I love the reality. And I guess I didn't put that together prior to this. Uh, you've been involved in multiple regions, uh, not only just one, but three regions uh, over your course of posting. How many years have you been part of F3, Lucky? Um, <clears throat> I always try to remember, but back then we actually didn't videotape. So if you can remember how long ago it was when we didn't videotape. So it was it was, uh, it was before Rock Hill was formed. So um, I, I'm guessing, I think it's like seven years maybe. Um, but it's like I said, there's, we didn't do video back then. So <laughs> I don't, it's been a while. That's yeah, yeah. You can't go back to the archives and look at it, right? Correct, correct. I hear you. Well, I'm going to switch gears then. Uh, I'm going to talk to Kaboom or Barry, otherwise known as, and uh, give us your story, my friend. Uh, where you post... Uh, Got a little background, how you got into F3 and why the name Kaboom. Okay, well, I post in Lake Wiley as well. Um, I moved down from New York uh, in October 16th, actually, and was lucky enough on Halloween night to meet a gentleman by the name of Vice Bear, Mark Tillman, who's active in F3. And uh, he mentioned it, F3 to me, and he said, you know, why don't you, why don't you come out? And he didn't have to do a lot of... Uh, EHing because I posted the following morning with him. And um, I mean, uh, prior to that, I lived in New York um, and I 
I retired out of, I worked in the NYPD bomb squad in the NYPD. It was my last stop in the NYPD. So uh, when I sold in the flag in the morning on uh, November 1st, and I, as soon as I mentioned where I had worked, um, all those kind of names came out and Kaboom was the name that was picked for me. So. Yeah. That. I mean, that could, it's, it's not a long a journey from your name to your, your right. previous career as far as that exactly. goes, but well, appreciate your service, uh, uh, you know, to the city of New York. I'm sure they do as well. And uh, uh, so as far as the bomb squad, what kind of, what kind of daily task did that entail? I mean, what were you kind of doing from that perspective? On a daily basis, you did equipment uh, repair and maintenance, responded to, uh, I'm sorry, suspicious package jobs within the five boroughs. We did a lot of dignitary protection. So um, every day there are heads of state in, in New York City, presidents of countries. Um, and, uh, you know, so we'd have to, do security sweeps, their motorcades, their hotel rooms, ballrooms, uh, theaters, any place they're going to go. Uh, we'd work closely with the Secret Service or the State Department and uh, you know, just make sure everything was safe. That's, that's interesting work. Uh, I mean, I guess theoretically, you know that that happens. You know that people are tasked with those, those jobs on a daily basis, but uh, I've never personally met one prior to you. So that, that's, that's neat. I'm sure you have some interesting stories to tell uh at, at dinner I have, parties I have, I have none no. <laughs> no. yeah 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 uh, uh secrecy right uh, uh sworn to secrecy all More right well, oh yeah i hear you so uh i brought these gentlemen on to talk about an aspect of accelerating our king in the gloom that may be a little bit different than what many uh men across f3 may be accustomed to uh, for most of us, it's about trying to find that AO that's really kind of pushing us uh, physically. Uh, in many cases, it's a boot camp style. In some cases, it's a run AO. And certainly, rucking has its place as far as uh, in the culture of F3. But uh, in many times, uh, we also have those PAX members who maybe for whatever reason is physically unable to do some of those style of exercises. And it can range from anything from being injured to just being uh, handicapped to some capacity to just uh, not having the physical capacity, you know, being physically fit yet enough to do some of the Excel, you know, the higher accelerating stuff. And so, um, and, and many regions probably have some kind of option when it comes to those PACS members who might be injured or, or need a less of a intense style workout. But based on my understanding and, and talking to PACS across the country, it's, it's far and in between as far as like how those are offered. In many cases, it's just like a side gig here and there that's unofficial, or it's just something that a couple of guys may get together uh, in lieu of going to post uh, at, at an AO because they may have talked about being injured or, or not able to, to do the style of workout. And then certainly in an AO or at a workout, you know, we always have the disclaimer of, of modifying, you know, in other words, do your best, but then you can modify. And, and that's certainly something that uh, as a culture, we do well as F3, but what Lucky did, uh, certainly in the Lake Wiley region, and you can correct me, Lucky, if I'm wrong, I don't believe this was something you implemented as much in the Fort region or Rock Hill region, but what he was able to do is really create a whole aspect of the packs um, called life preservers, and uh, I'm going to let him kind of go into details exactly who that serves and why he started it, but uh, that's really kind of the conversation today, is how do we quote unquote, open our doors to all men, uh, all capabilities, all physical fitness levels. And how do we create a culture that's not just a um, kind of do your best while we all keep, continue to do our own thing, but how do we embrace that life, you know, the, the, those members and really offer something specific to them that they can accelerate and really grow in. So Lucky, I'm going to turn it back over to you and just give me a little up, you know, uh, background story about what exactly are the life preservers, what kind of promoted you or prompted you to create the group and how long you've been doing it. 
Okay. Um, well, thank you. Uh, the I have to give kudos to another PAX. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the original uh, creator of this. I have a co-partner who, who actually was the reason why we started this, and that would be a, a double respect trench, uh, otherwise known as Steve Charm is his uh, birth name. But um, I met him out there in Lake Wiley, and uh, he used to come to a lot of the times he was at Cannonball, and I would see him walking. And so I got to know him, and we started talking, and um, he would do cannonball every once in a while. And then, and then I would just see him walking. He'd be walking by himself. And so one day I just asked him, why, why do you walk? And he says, why well, can't, my body doesn't allow me to do these exercises anymore. So I just, I'm just going to come out and walk. Well, then he started not coming, you know, cause he wasn't feeling included obviously cause he's doing one walking. So I got with him one day and I said, Hey man, I'll walk with you, you know, just show up. I'll walk with you. And so him and I started walking and, um, Obviously, with everything in Lake Wiley, it has to be a, the nautical thing. So we were actually at uh, Oak Ridge Elementary walking around the track because that's where one of our AOs used to be. And um, we just were walking around the track. We're like, all right, we got to come up with the name. If we're going to do this, we got to come up with the name. And um, so a bunch of names were coming up. And, and Life Preserver is what came up because, you know, it's kind of like the lifeline. It's like a lifeline to keep you connected if you're out in the water and you need help. I'm gonna toss you a lifeline. And that's kind of how life preservers is. What it is, is it, it's it's not only for guys that don't or can't do the exercises. Um, it's also for guys that are injured. Uh, it's also for guys that may, hey, I need a break, man. I need to, you know, I'm these 10,000 Merkins and they're having me do, I need, I need a break. So um, we kind of just started with that. We were doing it. We were going to all the AOs. And it, that's how it kind of started. We would meet up with the AO, with everybody else. We would just take off walking for the 45 minutes, come back, and then get in the COT. Um, then COVID hit. Um, and so that kind of ended. So we just went back to the track, and we just started walking there. So then we were like, wait a minute, 45 minutes technically isn't a lot. Um, so we started, you know, walking an hour and a half, trying to get five five to six miles in every day. And uh, – then it just kind of started growing. We got different people, we got different guys just kind of jumping in. And, and it's funny because I've had a couple tech strings because we didn't really do the Slack thing then. And, you know, I was up to 20 something guys that were in and out, not, not always, but we were generally getting quite a few guys, you know, six, eight guys every morning um, walking with all different, you know, some of them came with the rocks, some of them came just injured, some of them came just for the, the conversation because there's a lot of conversation that can be had while you're walking versus, while you're doing your burpees type thing. So that's kind of, kind of the gist of how we got it started. Got it. So originally it was just you recognizing the need of a fellow PAX member and just identifying this man, you know, initially trying to be part of the group, but because he was kind of going off on his own and not, you know, having that camaraderie as we all do when we're all working out together, um, you notice that he kind of fell off and he stopped showing up and kudos to you, man, for a recognizing the need. And then more importantly, really reaching out to him and engaging him and getting him back in. And I think life preserver, I didn't, I didn't know the story behind the name and, and man, that is perfect. I think that's exactly what it serves is this lifeline to kind of help people stay afloat, uh, when they're unable to maybe, get into what we consider kind of the mainstream exercise routine uh, of the F3 gloom or, or the AO specific uh, style of exercise. So started out then a couple years ago, pre-COVID doing this. Um, and then you mentioned having guys coming in and out. Um, would you say the majority of the men that kind of gravitate to life preservers are men who are injured or would you say there are men that um, just for whatever reason choose not to do more of the intense style of workout due to aches and pains and, and body composition? Um, what do you typically attract? Um, I think what I, what I like to go after would be the, the new guys that come and they get into a, a, a boot camp and they kind of get discouraged, right? Because, man, I can't, I can't keep up. I can't do this. Our goal would be that they would come to the life preserver side 
get some miles in and then gravitate back towards the AOs. And I, I think that's why we, uh, part of our, as we have changed over the years, um, we, we do a mod workout now on Wednesdays, you know, pretty much all the life preservers show up for that. Um, we go to kettlebell on Tuesdays so we can be part of the plank. Uh, sometimes we jump in the kettlebell. It depends on who shows up. Um, the majority of the group, I think, um, now are either guys that are um, uh, maybe they don't post all the time. And so this is a way to them to get out and get some, you know, get some miles in. So it is exercise. Uh, the other part would be guys that are injured. We got one guy who's had, you know, double shoulder surgery and it's kind of hard for him to do any of those things. Uh, but, it, but he still wants to be out. He still wants to be part of the F3. And I think that's what we provide. I will tell you part of that whole thing came back from Rock Hill. Uh, there's a guy named Smiley Face there who uh, was running one day and tripped and fell and, and tore up his, his shoulder. And so he called it the Humpty Dumpty game. And so he would just walk, you know, cause that's all he could do, but he was still showing up. And I thought that was, I thought that was, that's, that's, that's the drive behind it. I, I want, we need people to show up instead of just being at home by themselves, isolated. Cause we all do better. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny cause we were part, you know, during this whole life preserver deal, we've done the Yeti. We just walked it. We did the um, one in Rock Hill, um, the rooster. We just walked it. And, um, you know, we're, I was talking to the guys last week, last year, we were getting, when we were really getting involved in all those and we weren't, you know, we were doing it every single day, especially during COVID, you know, we were getting about 90 miles a month. Um, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out why my tennis shoes were wearing out. I was like, guys, man, I just bought these things. But then when I went back and looked, I was like, yeah, I just put, you know, 500 miles on them in the last you know, five months. But our, our goal is not to take anybody away from the workouts. Our goal is to, get that guy that may show up for the first time and then does not want to come back because he doesn't feel like he can get him in shape. And I'm sure Kaboom's going to talk a little bit about that, about how his life's transformed a little bit, but then, you know, still participate in the other ones and encourage guys. Hey man, we're not just going to walk. We're going to let's jump in a couple of these AOs and uh, still connect, connect with the rest of the guys, that type of thing. Got it. Well, I mean, that's a good segue to uh, Kaboom, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, being a, a previous police officer, I'm sure physical fitness was something high on your list as far as things that you did on a regular basis and probably had to do for your career. And then, um, you know, possibly, uh, you know, as we get older and our lives change and circumstances change, sometimes we have to pivot and adjust. And so go ahead and uh, just kind of share with us your story a little bit about, you know, your physical fitness journey and how you got kind of introduced to the life preservers and what that's meant to you. All right, great. Uh, well, uh, Phil, you, you just heard something to see the other day when I, when I queued, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, when I was in the police department, I worked out on a regular basis, you know, more, more lifting weights and, and cardio, um, and uh, I retired four, just over four years ago, joined the gym, continued to lift weights and uh, ended cardio. And then when COVID happened, the gym closed and I didn't, as I said the other day, I didn't know the term then, but, but I became a sad clown. And uh, I got very good at, at, at feeding my face with all kinds of food I shouldn't be. And, and uh, ended up getting heavy and, um, and then uh, moving down here and, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful to Ice Bear because had he not come up to me and I, I found out later I was the first person he ever uh, eh to get into, uh, to get into, uh, you know, F3. And um, I loved it from the first, the first post, um, first post at Crow's Nest. And um, as we started to run, you know, I immediately felt like after a short distance, I felt my knee hurting, but I, trudged through it and and uh went home that day after loving the workout and finding my knee was falling and icing it and and taking uh some leaves and then I posted a cannonball the next day and and ran and and and, and progressively my knee got worse and after a couple months of battling it and being the six which really drove me out of my mind because I was never six in my entire life and I finally went to the doctor and and uh 
he, uh, he drained my knee. He gave me a cortisone shot and said, if you continue to run, you're going to be receiving a new knee within, within a year. So he said, don't run. He even recommended going on. I love going on hikes, especially with my kids. He said, try to pick hikes that are a little more level than up and down. Um, and that affected me because, you know, as you all know, when you go to Crow's Nest, from where the park lot is to the workout is, it's a run around the building, probably at least a half a mile. Um, so I immediately had to cut out Crow's Nest. And, you know, like you said, why don't you come out and walk with us? And, and I will tell you that, you know, in through this process from November 1st to now, I'm down over 30 pounds and, and, and it's been life-changing. And the camaraderie I've gotten and, and you know, being new in, in a community is phenomenal. But then going to life preservers, it was great because, you know, and I'll, and I'll say it to every PACs out there, you know, I mean, like, I know you're, you're a beast, and, you know, and that being said, put on a ruck and come out and walk an hour and a half on Monday and you'll be like, wow, this is, a, this is, a, you know, not easy, easy, but, um, you know, but it's great because then Tuesday I'll go to, I go, I always go to a uh, boot camp on at Cannonball because there when they run they're basically running in the park and coming back so i can walk and meet back at the cot or wherever the next exercise is going to be and then wednesday we do the mod over at at oakdale at oak ridge middle school and and i love the physical aspect and 100 percent. but i just i'm not going to have guys planking while i walk the last quarter mile <laughs> so that's you know that's how i got into life preservers and i will say that as much as i love the you know, the camaraderie in the boot camps, the camaraderie of life preserves is, is way better just because you, you have an hour and a half and and we're moving at a good rate, you know, to get our five, six miles in, but we're the opportunity to talk and we, we talk about anything and everything from our marriages to our kids to life to funny stories. And, you know, lucky you mentioned, you know, one of the packs that's with us now with, with bad shoulders and, and, you know, he was a beast, you know, prior to this and he will be again, but he even said when he's fully recovered from his, from his shoulder surgery, that he's still going to post once in a while with life preservers because he loves the camaraderie and the two F part of it, which is, is really phenomenal. And, uh, and I'm rambling here, but I, I agree with luck. I've seen the short time I've been here, I've seen, you know, guys come out and they post once, maybe twice, and they disappear and you never see them again. And, you know, I'd even say to them, Hey, it's, it's really hard, but it gets easier, you know? And, and if they had that option off to them from the beginning, like, listen, if you don't feel you're up to this yet, don't leave, come, come to the life preserves and get in better shape through that. You know, more guys might stay in F3. Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm grateful that you're part of the group and, and that you, we're able to have that resource of the life preservers to stay plugged in because, you know, you, you, you described a very common scenario. I'm assuming that, a, that can, and, and probably does occur across our country is, you know, a guy gets EH'd and, and is excited about going to meet this group of guys to exercise and they may show up and with full intention, want to accelerate as at the rate as everybody else, but due to medical issues or whatever reason is not able to. And, and, and in many cases, if there's not a resource for them to jump into that allows them to do it at a lower rate or um, not have to chronically modify, because that's another uh, you know, issue as well, um, but more importantly, get part of something that they do feel like they're 100% part of uh, really allows you to continue to accelerate and more importantly, build that, you know, second F culture, that third F culture, uh, you know, it's cliche at this point in time to say it, but really reality is, you know, it's, it's more than a workout. F3 is designed, yes, to get somebody out in the gloom because that's the low hanging fruit for most guys to kind of get them excited about something new in their life. But really what keeps them coming back is this opportunity to really get to know each other, build into each other's lives. And, you know, the life preserver model really allows that to accelerate even faster and more so than our typical AOs. Because when you're tired to what Lucky said, when you're doing burpees, 
and um, uh, going through all that other stuff, uh, you know, you're going to um, not be able to uh, really share and get to know those guys maybe as well as you guys are when, when you guys, um, you know, meet together and uh, have that opportunity to talk. So speaking of the second F and that camaraderie and just really be able to build into other lives, I know lucky that you probably have, you know, being part of this group for over the years that you have been part of it, have had the opportunity to really kind of get to know guys and their unique stories and probably really walked with them literally through some right. of those things. Um, but I know kaboom, I know that you have recently being new to an area and trying to plug into with new guys, Help help me understand kind of just how important F3 has been to you in the last six months as part of your own personal journey and what the Life Preservers really have was able to do for your own personal journey. You know, being new to a neighborhood, you know, new, like completely different part of the country, that in itself is, is difficult. Um, now, we, my wife is diagnosed with lymphoma right before we moved down. We we had closing dates on both houses and we said, let's do this anyway. And we would have been an island down here in, in you know, Lake Wiley had it not been for F3. And, you know, the, the amazing support that, I mean, the workouts are great, but the amazing support that I received from, you know, this entire group of guys and, and circle of friendship just keeps growing. And I, I mean, legitimate friendship, not just people saying, Oh, my friend, my friend. Um, and all the prayers, um, constant text messages and notes saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your wife. It was just amazing. And it was not only amazing to me, but it was amazing to Michelle that she felt the, the love and support of this, amazing group of men and their, and their ends as well. And um, something that I used to for you on another positive note, a few other friends of mine were suffering with cancer and I would send out a text message and say, hey, just let you know, 18 men prayed for you today. And the positive effect it had, these are people that don't even live in South Carolina the positive effect it had on them in their day was incredible. So, you know, as much as, I mean, this whole thing is amazing, like you alluded to the second F and the third F, the third F, when you can touch strangers and you're praying for them and, and our prayers were answered, Michelle's cancer free. Um, awesome. Yeah. One of my other friends is cancer free and, and, uh, the third one, hopefully his battle is going to be finished very soon and he's going to be cancer-free. And I believe that all the prayer was a huge help. And uh, and God is good, obviously, and, and and it was tremendous. And, you know, relating that to the life preservers, going out there and, you know, just the positiveness that you received every day that you were there. You know, I, I post life preservers on Monday do the motto on Wednesday and, and again on Friday. And, and um, it's just huge. It's just a huge support. And, and, you know, and people would say, well, how are you doing? I'm like, well, as long as Michelle's doing good, I'm doing good. And, and Michelle is doing really well besides great medical treatment and the fact that she is a super, super tough woman. It's going to be part of fear as soon as she's ready. So, um, you know, the amazing support we got from this group was a huge help and uh, never be forgotten. Yeah. And, and that just speaks to um, the power of community and what F3 can prove uh, and be part of uh, as far as our own individual lives. And, you know, I'm so grateful for you that you, you know, a found the F3 group and more importantly, you were comfortable enough to be vulnerable to share your struggles and uh, allowed the men to surround you and support you and pray for Michelle. And, um, you know, that's what a, what an amazing, um, story and opportunity and, uh, just kind of speaks volumes to what we're really trying to, to achieve as F3 and high impact men. So thank you for sharing that, uh, and, and sharing your, your experience. Um, 
Uh, Lucky, I want to kind of turn the tables back to you um, and kind of ask some logistics here. You know, obviously you saw the need of walking, um, you know, with Trench at the time and, 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 and incorporating some of that walking. Uh, but as far as like, if you are consult, you know, counseling uh, another region that maybe are listening to this and say, hey, listen, you know what, Th- this is a need that we need to implement in our region. And, and more importantly, not just kind of as an afterthought, but be proactive and really incorporate, uh, an, you know, as, as part of our culture, this style of workout and open to men uh, that need this. What would be some kind of starting things or, or uh, things that people can, you know, jumpstart that, that process? I mean, what, what advice would you give to kind of getting this thing launched? Um. Okay. First of all, first of all, what I didn't mention before was I was very thankful for the Lake Wiley uh, leadership because the Royale and Two Ferns, they all allowed me, I guess I shouldn't say the word, they were very receptive to what I wanted to go and do. And I didn't have to like, Hey man, this is important. They just, they they just let me go do what I needed to go do. And, and they've been very uh, accommodating and uh, promoting and things like that. For the new regions, uh, start with the AOs that are currently there. Go out there, walk during that AO, let it know when you get in the COT, because you're gonna do the whole COT with the guys and, and do all that with them. Uh, tell them what it's about. Just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not a lesser thing. It's just this is available. And I think you can recruit guys that may not show back up, you know, because you bring out a guy. And he's there that day and he hears, oh, man, there's another option other than the running option tomorrow. I can go walk or vice versa. Um, but I think it's important that you go and you start and you, you, you're involved in that. And then if you want to break it down and get into longer walks, then you, you know, then you start your own AOs, you know, in different places. It's, and that's kind of what we've done. We just use the one AO majority of the time because it, it, it works for everyone. And, and don't uh, that um, there's going to be some days you're going to walk out and you're going to walk by yourself. And uh, with, with our text group, I'm, you got to push it out there. I mean, it's, it just doesn't happen. Either myself or Kaboom or one of the other guys will send out a text. and like, hey, who's walking tomorrow? You know, I need a hard commit because I'm retired for the most part. I don't have to get up at 430 in the morning to go walk by myself. I can I could go and do another workout with the rest of the guys. But I want to make sure I'm there. If there's one guy that needs, I don't. I just need one guy to HC, and I'll show up. You know, I'll I'll be there for sure, because that guy, that's an opportunity we can I can walk with him for an hour and a half. And you, and you're right, I get to know all their stories. I mean, it's it's amazing when you know the story behind the man that's walking next to you, and then you do you form bonds. And uh, you know, we joke and we laugh, and you know, sometimes it's good stories, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's stuff you don't want to hear, you know, but you gotta, you know, you gotta, you're going to get a bunch of guys giving you, if you bring something to the table, it's, it's fair game. So if if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're going to get called out and, uh, and, and, but majority of the time, it's a great time, but I think just start with the AOs that you currently have promote it, get the guys at the AOs promoted, get it on your, uh, if you got a, a, a monthly newsletter, get it out there get it on the website, but then you, if whoever's starting it, you got to know, you got to show up because one guy may show up and you don't want him to be there by himself. You're like, Oh man, someone showed up. So that'd be my advice to them. You know, so my follow-up question is um, you mentioned starting out with your AOs that you currently already have. And I'm assuming logistically, that's just an easy way to a spot guys that might be interested. And then I guess more importantly, make it less confusing for men to try to find a different place to go to. Um, is that kind of some of the thought process behind that? Yeah, that's correct. And, and, and just getting the word out because you're not trying to recruit from the actual AO. You're just allowing that to be uh, an opportunity. And so a guy can EH a guy and say, Hey man, come tomorrow. We're going to do this boot camp. If you don't want to do the boot camp, they have a walking option. And then that way they can get included um, and then I think that's just the easiest. 
here's the other thing, and I think we've all been through this. If you've been in F three long enough, eventually you get hurt. It just as you 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 try to max out something, you try to go a little bit above beyond, and next thing you know, you pull a hammy or you know. I know I was doing sprints one day, feeling really good. You know, we're running in the AO, and man, I, of course, this young kid gets up, and so I have to run against him, and of course, I want to win. And like seeing how I pull a hammy. So I'm like, all right, I'm back to walking, you know. So that's why it's important everybody knows that it's available because I could still go out and walk. I just couldn't run, you know, at that yeah. point. So it, I was still going out. And, and that's and like you said, it's 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 more than just a workout. And I think that's what's important about having all these things available to the guys. Yeah, and, and the other thing that comes to my mind is just the power of the opportunity to be inclusive of the COT of the yeah. day. You know, it's one thing to kind of go walk by yourself or just have two guys and that's important and you guys can bond and share, but it's also, there's, it's powerful to be surrounded by 10 to 20 other men in a circle where oh, yeah. you can have those prayers lifted up or sharing excitements of praise. And, um, so you're allowing that continued culture, uh, with this new option that's kind of already part of a region. Uh, and I could see that that being a, a huge advantage as well. One other, uh, one other benefit of the life preservers uh, in the summertime on Thursday mornings, it was bring your kid to life preserver day and uh, boys and girls. Cause I have a, my youngest is a daughter and she's like, dad, I want to go. And a lot of times you can always bring your son, but you can't bring your daughter. So I, of course I'm, I'm in charge of it. So, Hey, we're going to have uh, bring your, bring your kid uh, to, uh, to walk today. And they would get up at four 30 in the morning, they would come walk or ride their bike or scooter or whatever it was. And those sand dollars, three kids that always had bikes or something. And then we took them out and we ate at Pit Stop for breakfast. And we would go there at, you know, 6.15. And Pit Stop was like, they were excited to see us when we showed up. Because they knew, you know, there'd be, even though it put them in a kind of a bad position, because now they got, you know, 12 people they got to feed right at 6.15. And they just opened at 6.00. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun and we got other packs, even though they went and worked out at, at the other AOs, they would go and grab their kids and show up at pit stop. So we've, uh, if you've ever been there, they got picnic tables out front and we would have three full picnic tables all crammed in with, you know, fathers and sons and daughters, which was really just a fun thing to have on those days. So. Yeah. You're incorporating just an opportunity to, to really dive into the concentrica and, and feed into the 2.0s and right. the walking style AO is really conducive to any age, right? You know, right. Cause I, I think guys have tried these F3 dad workouts and you know, they're fun and you can make them silly and you can make them kid friendly and there's nothing wrong with any of that, but certainly on a consistency basis to have that Thursday morning breakfast with dad, uh, right. opportunity certainly in the summer is, is a cool concept. So that, that's pretty cool, man. That in there. Cause that was a fun time. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So kaboom, you mentioned, uh, kind of losing some weight. And so obviously, uh, walking alone, cause you know, the, the first thought that goes to some men's minds and, you know, I think we've all been guilty of it is, oh man, why aren't those guys, you know, doing something different other than just walking or can they really accelerate their health? just, just by walking. Um, but you're a true testimony that that's exactly what's happened. I mean, despite you having to dial it down from what you're used to doing, uh, from a physical fitness standpoint, uh, just the walking alone has really transformed your health. Correct. Yeah. Well, I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I walk two days a week and I post a cannonball. So I'm, I'm cannonball is a, a kettlebell right. workout for those right. that are un unfamiliar with that. Right. I'm sorry. So I, yeah, so I'll, I'll do the boot camp there. The only thing is when the guy's mosey, I'll walk. And then Wednesday we do a, a mod boot camp. So I'm still getting good muscle like workouts, like my upper body and legs, you know, and, and then walking and it's, it's all great. And you know, the other part, the other key part, obviously it's, you have to, you know, eat, eat better. And if you eat, you know, I've been told that that's 70% of, of how you look is what you eat. So, you know, I've, I've eaten, I eat a lot better overall. And uh, the combination of the eating and the exercising um, is, is phenomenal. And like I say, I'm down since November 1st, I'm down, you know, 
just over 30 pounds. I feel a lot better. I still, you know, ways to go. Um, and uh, I got to say, just like Lucky, I'm retired. And, you know, if anyone has listened to this that doesn't post, um, it's it's not, you know, a lot of times I'm up before my alarm. There are times the alarm wakes me and there are days once in a while, not often, where I don't want to come out. But I always go out and I always post. And I always tell this when I'm EHing guys is you're never driving home saying, oh, I wish I stayed in bed. You never want to stay in bed. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And the transformation for me on so many levels has been great. But I will say that as much as the workout is, the, the 2F and the 3F have been way better than the 1F, as much as I love the 1F. Yeah, and you touched on a, a couple key things there. I mean, you, you were talking about out king and your queen, you know, the diet part. and But you, you brought up the point that, when we are exercising or we are doing something positive for our health, it accelerates the next step for another thing that we want to do. And so, you know, to that point, because you get up and move and you do the quote unquote exercise, you're going to be more apt to make better decisions with your food choices, uh, which also kind of made me think about the importance of what exactly the life preservers are doing, because it's giving men an opportunity to, really get up and do something regardless of their physical fitness level or their current status as far as health or, or um, injury, because I think that's what happens, right? A guy gets out there and he's accelerating and he's posting and then like lucky he pulls a hamstring or he hurts a shoulder or he does something. Well, the very first thing that guy typically does is just stop posting because he's like going to quote unquote rest and he's not going to be part of it. Um, and so because he stops posting, then he starts sleeping in a little bit longer. And then because he's sleeping in a little bit longer, he's making poor decisions about his health. And so you just really kind of find that guy decelerating versus having an established opportunity already in place. Because I think what happens in many regions is they don't think about this option until enough guys get hurt or injured, or it's more of a, well, if you guys want to do it, yeah, just come out here and do it. But there's nothing formal about it. And what that's what I love about the life preservers and Lake Wiley is it's um, kind of more of a formality versus um, an afterthought or just something that, yeah, yeah, if you guys want to do it, go do it um, and, you know, do your own thing. But it's, it's more of an official thing, which I think is really neat. And I think certainly every region needs and, and certainly those regions that are really growing in size because exponentially they're going to need something like this uh, to offer to their packs uh, moving forward. So do you guys meet, um, you mentioned, you know, walking a few days, you mentioned the mod workout. Are you guys meeting, uh, five days a week, six days a week? How, how many days a week do you guys officially have an AO? Um, to answer that, it, it's, it's changed a little bit this last year with the journey we're all on, which is the uh, men's group that we're doing on Thursday morning. So generally, uh, light preservers is Monday through Friday with the exception right now is Thursday, um, only until the journey ends. And then, um, on, on Wednesdays, we have guys that show up and they walk and don't do the mod. Um, again, um, to each their own, we don't, you know, there's no judgment. I just want you to show up and then they'll do that. And then, uh, they'll meet back up with us at the, at the COT and, 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 you know, get on with their day. So, um, the reason why we meet where we meet, um, we used to walk all over the place, right? And cars were an issue and safety's an issue. And so we just decided, hey, we're just, we're going to make it simple, as simple as we can. We're going to meet at Oak Ridge Middle School. Um, the kids don't get there early enough. Um, so we walk around the school and everybody's like, you guys just walk around the school? Yeah, we do. We just walk. <laughs> we have this pattern. So what's nice about that, it allows, we have a few packs that generally sleep over their alarm clock. And so I'm not going to call you out, Chop Block, but he'll show up. We don't know where we're at, right? He can jump right in and come meet us. And vice versa, if you got to leave early, we walk back by our cars multiple times. And so you can you can jump off real quick there. The other thing is this school has this long covered sidewalk. So guess what? When it's raining, we're still getting our six miles. We're just walking underneath the cover. And, uh, you know, it, it's... It gets a little interesting when we have maybe eight guys there because 
it's not that wide, but we, you know, we just make it happen and we stay dry and, and uh, we continue on. So we, we, we keep in that whole thing, you know, no matter what the weather, we're there. Yeah. And, and you speak to consistency. I mean, I think that's what the key to anything that's going to be successful is that opportunity to have that consistency. Cause I've heard of other regions having like a single day of the week where they'll offer an opportunity like this, which is great. And that's a great starting point, but right. you know, if you really truly have guys that can only do that option, well, then they're, you know, left out the other five or six days that week and just can't stay consistent with posting versus what this opportunity offers is, is that consistency throughout. But, uh, well, yeah, well, men, I, I really appreciate you kind of shedding some light on your own experience about life preservers and, and how that's both impacted your lives. Um, and, and the, really the region of, of Lake Wiley and how that region has, um, accelerated and grown with its PAX members because of this option that's offered, because, um, I, I think, you know, this takes the excuse away from almost any man out there from, from being EH, uh, as far as kind of getting in the gloom because of physical capabilities or whatever. And I'm just kind of thinking of my own father, you know, he's 70, pretty good shape. I mean, uh, but he may not be as apt to run out and want to do burpees, uh, versus, Oh, you know what? I, I have an opportunity to go out and just walk and, and really kind of get to know other men and, and have that bonding opportunity. And so it really just, I think, opens up more and more opportunities for men to do that. So um, as far as kind of wrapping up things, I have a couple last questions for you. Um, and, and you guys can uh, come together on this answer if you want, uh, offering these tips. But a typical question I ask is, if you had to give three tips to, to a man wanting to kind of start his hunt for wellness, what would those three tips be? So either one of you guys can take this or you guys can split it up. However you want to do that. Yeah, I love it. All right, I'll start with you got to eat right. If you want okay. to be healthy, you have to eat right. Got it. Great one. Lucky I'll let you. You have you to cut exercise. It. Okay. You got to exercise. Is that what you said? You cut out. Yeah. All right. And then what's one last collective thing someone, someone needs to do to journey. I, I would, I would probably say, uh, you gotta have somebody to do it with. Ah, yeah. The accountability, right? I think that's awesome. Okay. So I do have one final question that, uh, I want each of you to answer, but uh, before I do that, I just want to take a few seconds here and just acknowledge both of you and say, thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart for joining me today and being on the podcast and sharing your stories and, and what you guys are doing in your region and the acceleration that you're uh, really kind of impacting in your community. Because uh, I know outside of just the workout, both of you are heavily involved in a lot of opportunities in the community and serving you know, those less fortunate. And, and so all that stems because you guys are you know, part of this group and, and really getting out there and inspiring other men to do that. So just, uh, I want to acknowledge you for that and say, thank you once again for all that. Um, if a PAX member, uh, wants to contact you or ask you a question about logistics or your own personal experience, um, what are, uh, some best ways for them to do that? And I'll start with you lucky. Um, it can be as simple as a, a Slack handle on the nation's channel or a Twitter or an email address what would be the best way someone could reach you if they wanted to? Um, I'm pretty open. So um, I'm, I'm old school though. So I'd rather you just call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I prefer not to publish your number on the, uh, on the air, but uh, is there a way digitally they can do it? They can do uh, if they're involved in our Slack, they can get on that and they can, they can email me. That's not a problem okay. at all. So, yeah, your email address again is? Irish football fan at gmail.com. I like it when people have to email me, especially when they're not Irish fans and they have to type it because it's a long yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Irish football fan at gmail.com. You must be like the diehard Irish fan out there to get the Gmail account. That's Irish football fan. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Kaboom. How about you? Same. You could uh, reach out to me on Slack or, or, uh, you know, my email, which is my, my full name, which is Barry Nagelberg at gmail.com. B-A-R-R-Y-N-A-G-E-L-B-E-R-G at gmail.com. Perfect. Thanks. All right. And so my last question is this, 
and there's no right or wrong answer, just whatever comes to mind. Um, what is your definition of wellness? And I'll start with you, Kaboom. Well, first, I, 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 I like to go get my chiro- chiropractic adjustment once a month. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do that by? Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I just the combination of, of uh, eating right, exercising, and, and being, in, being with these you know, high-impact men you know, four, four to five days a week, it really helps you out mentally. And uh, it gets you to want to keep coming back where even if you didn't do a hard commit to be there, you just feel like, you know what? I don't want to miss the boot camp today. I don't want to miss life preservers today. Whatever, whatever that workout is that I'm going through that day, you want to be there and you never saw you there. And it just, it starts your whole day off. Right. So. Lucky. Uh, my definition of wellness would be that I wake up in the morning, feel good. I'm not, I'm not filling my body with anything, um, any additional medication, I guess. And I can get out there and get my five to six miles in. And um, I, it's funny because on the way home, I, like Kaboom said, I always feel really good. You know, first of all, I've already walked my five miles this morning at 630 in the morning. I've already talked to five, six guys. We've laughed, we've joked. And now I've got the, this energy. I think that's, that's kind of what I think is wellness is just that overall, the entire, the entire body, uh, mind, soul, everything, just feeling really good. Thanks for listening to the hunt for wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation's Slack at Bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness. <laughs>